The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast, because I would never do that to you guys. I bring it every day for you, not only on this show, but on the Even Money Podcast, the College Draft Podcast, Fantasy Feast, and Andrew Brandt brings it on the Business of Sports Podcast, all of which are presented by DraftKings. We will have a new Spread the Word winner via social media, a new sponsor confirmation email winner tomorrow, a new YouTube shout-out winner tomorrow. I love all of you. You're all like my pod children, padildren, I don't know, but I especially love those of you that do anything. Rate and review the show. Sign up to be a patron, patreon.com slash rtmedia. Sign up to get the newsletter. Get me to do a cameo for you. Anything you do, uh, it's greatly, greatly appreciated. Love all of you. At Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod. And I especially love Thursdays because it's big show time. The Big Show. Big show time on a Thursday means Greg Cosell time. I can already envision Joel Swisher's YouTube comment. It's a Greg Cosell day. Every week, Greg, the same guy, Joel Swisher, who I love. He also takes pictures every time I'm calling a game. He'll do a video. Like He gets in his car and listens to some of it and does a video of it. Joel is my guy. Anyway, um, Everybody loves the Greg Cosell Thursdays. A lot to talk about. Um, I, before we get to the games, we're obviously going to talk about the six games, right? I don't really have much to ask you about the coaches being fired because that's yeah, not really I, a schematic thing. Yeah, I don't um, know what to say about that kind of stuff. Yeah, I am. I, I, I guess I do want to ask you, since I'm going to be on the sideline for the game, I know he's a tremendous player, but I, I'm blown away by the respect the Rams organization must have for Eric Weddle to sign him after not playing two years. I remember when he was a free agent the first time, Greg, he had like 10 teams that wanted him. Like whatever Eric Weddle does, people like what, when he was playing last year, he played 2019 or even just during his career. What is, or at least was Eric Weddle? Yeah. Well, again, you, you're probably right. I mean, he's someone I haven't thought about since he retired, 
Um, I don't know what a player who hasn't played in two years can bring you in a week before you play a game. Uh, maybe he's one of those workout warriors who's in unbelievable shape. I can't speak to any of that. You know, Eric Weddle was kind of a, I don't want to say a freelancer, but I would say that he was a player that played with a lot of energy, a lot of emotion. Um, I think that, and I'm trying to remember him, you know, people probably don't know that we don't plan what you're going to ask me. So I didn't know you were going to ask me about Eric Weddle. So, um, so I don't necessarily remember him in great detail. He just struck me as a guy that, that was kind of a, an all over the field player. You could play him on the back end. He could play in the box. Um, Blitz. Yeah, he blitzed. I don't remember him being, and I could be wrong, so I don't want people to say, oh, yeah, he did that. I don't remember him as being a big-time tight-end matchup player, though. Like, I don't think, you know, and again, they're playing the cards, uh, so that's probably, you know, I mean, obviously they've got Zach Ertz, but but I don't remember him as being a guy that you said, hey, he's going to match up to your tight end and shut him down. I don't want to say freelance player because, obviously, you're playing in a system and he's given assignments. But he struck me more as a player that that played all over the field with a lot of energy, um, a lot of range, a lot of emotion. Um, so that that's what I remember. And I, like I said, I didn't know you would ask me, so I can't remember in detail exactly what he was. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I think they're going to really see based on these practices whether he's even active for the game or can help them. But yeah, and, and keep one thing in mind: the Rams, and this this is what I do know. The Rams are a predominant zone coverage defense. They're not a high percentage man-to-man defense. Now, uh, they they have played a little more man at times in recent weeks, but at their core, they have played one of the lowest percentages of cover one in the NFL this season, which may surprise people because they do have Jalen Ramsey, but they are not a man-to-man defense at their foundational core. Yeah, that is interesting. Uh, let's get into some of these games, Greg. We'll just go right in order. It's wild card weekend, or I guess I'm supposed to say super wild card weekend. Uh, Raiders at the Bengals. I was at that game last Sunday night, Greg. Just ridiculous. Raiders Chargers. Just absolutely ridiculous. Specifically for this matchup, what intrigues you about the Raiders and the Bengals? Well, let's remember, these two teams played back in week 11, and it was a very strange game because in that game, Joe Burrow's longest completion was 17 yards. Think about that, given what we've seen over the last three, four, five weeks. Their pass game was extremely condensed. Burrow did take a couple of shots to chase, but they were incomplete, and there was really no consistent attempt to work an intermediate and vertical passing game. That may surprise people because Burrow is a very aggressive mindset thrower. And when he sees one-on-one, particularly outside the numbers, his tendency is to take those shots. Um, I watched that. I rewatched that tape, I should say, this week because, as I said, it was week 11. That was a game, strangely enough, in which Burrow was anticipating and at times perceiving pressure with the result that he broke down in the pocket a few too many times unnecessarily. Now, I think the big factor in this game, and it may not be profound, but their O-line, the Bengals' O-line, Ross, is not very good in one-on-one pass protection. And I think that's going to be a really critical element in this game. And one thing we know about the, the defense for the Raiders is 
They they played a little more cover one man coverage recently than they did earlier in the season, but they're still foundationally a cover three defense, a zone defense. So there's not a lot of surprise and mystery to what you get when you play the Raiders because they don't blitz a lot either. But their front four is very, very good. And I think that's going to be a determining factor on that side of the ball. Yeah, they better have an answer for Ngakwe and, and Max Crosby. That's yep. for sure. Crosby ate up Storm Norton on Sunday night. I That's when I get frustrated, Greg, when one O-lineman is getting continually abused and the team doesn't do a better job of helping him. <clears throat> yeah, well, that's um, it's going to be a factor. There are things you can do. You know, yeah, like, well, why are you allowing this to continue to happen? No, of course you can. There's always tactics. It just depends on what you want to do. And in an ideal world, I think that the the um, Bengals would like to get five out. But if you cannot protect, then you can't get five out uh, as primaries. Then you you either need to keep someone in as a primary pass protector. You need to chip. You need to do something. But you can't let Burrow be under duress throughout the game. Next game up is Saturday night, Greg. I will be there in the booth. It's going to be frigid. It's a little, going to be a little nippy, a little brisk from what I understand, Ross. Yes, very, very cold, which everybody loves except the people that actually have to be there. Everybody loves weather games and snow and rain, unless you actually have to be there, like I do. I don't um, actually like weather games, but that's okay. I like to see the players be able to play at their optimum, and normally that requires nice weather. Right, right. Yeah, I can see that. I, I actually like weather. I think that's one of the things that – I think I think it just adds to the intrigue. Um, it becomes another factor. It becomes right. more part of the strategy, all that stuff. What, what, uh, what will you be looking at in this one, Greg? You know – there's no way I can get into Bill Belichick's head, so I'm not even going to go there. You know, he will have something different in this game, clearly, uh, but I can't tell you what it is, Ross, so I'm not even going to guess. All I can say is that throughout the season, the Patriots have played their, their a good amount of man coverage, but they've mixed in a lot more zone over the last part of the season. If people think back to the Week 16 game where Josh Allen was terrific – uh, they had a lot of success against the Patriots' man coverage. Uh, Belichick will know that. That doesn't mean he won't play man, but he'll play it differently. Uh, that we know. So I know that the Bills have run the ball more the last number of weeks. They beat the Falcons, where their run game was clearly a factor, where they actually committed in the second half to running the ball. Uh the Jets game was probably a little closer than they would have liked, and they stayed relatively committed to the run game. I would be surprised if they, this game played out that way. I think this will have to be a Josh Allen game. And the key will be no turnovers, no sacks, those kinds of negative plays. If they can do that, I, my sense is they can move the ball, but they can't shut themselves down. Got it. Um, anything else about this game? Maybe the well, other side of the ball? The other, the other side of the ball is fascinating, too. Because one thing about the Bills is they, they're a nickel defense. They probably played 100% nickel in the large majority of the games of their games this year. Taron Johnson's a very good slot corner. He's physical. He can, he's competitive. He can defend the run. But the Patriots, in both of the games against the Bills, 
You know, they played with a fullback. They played with six offensive linemen. And they almost demanded that the Bills play with three linebackers, which the Bills did. And I don't think they want to play that way. So I'm very curious to see offensively how the Patriots go about this. Do they try to force the Bills again to play with three linebackers and get them out of their nickel comfort zone? I think you will see that. Interesting. Yeah, I can see that. That's a really good point. What about the Eagles and the Bucks? Yeah. It's a very interesting game. You know, I, I think that there's a couple of factors here from an X and O standpoint. Um, I think the, there's two keys to me. If you're looking at the Eagles, who are obviously big underdogs, the Eagles run game, you know, when, when, when Hertz is in the gun, which is the large, large percentage of the time, that run game out of the gun is really difficult to defend with the zone read element and the inside zone element. And if you just look at a stat sheet and see the Bucks run defense numbers, you'll say, hey, they're really good. They're not the same run defense that they were a year ago. I think you can run against the Bucks. And the other factor offensively is that Hurts, he can save plays with his legs. Uh, so that's a big factor in this game. On the other side, I think the Eagles probably have to play a little cautiously. They, they, they're scheme dependent because they don't have great, great individual players across the board. Um, but they do play fast within their scheme. They like to rush five, but I think in this game, you've got to rush four and play coverage. And the reason I say that is if you rush five, normally what they do is they play either three under three deep, it's a zone coverage, or they play man. I think if they play three under three deep, there's too many voids in zones, and Brady will pick that apart. And I think if they play man, Brady will pick that apart. So I think you've got to rush for, play zone, and the, the good thing for the, the Eagles is they can get there with four, and that's a great matchup in this game. Their D-line versus the Bucks O-line, which is really good in pass pro, and the two players I'd look at for the Eagles, I think Hargrave and Josh Sweat have really, really been good this year. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, Greg. I mean, I guess I kind of feel like if the Eagles just rush four, uh, Bucks O-line's pretty good. I think Brady has plenty of time. I don't know how many guys – I don't care how many guys you drop in coverage. I guess I kind of we'll feel see. like he'll just – We'll see. But, you know – think and dunk them to death. The one thing about Jonathan Gannon this year, though, is they've not given up big plays. Their D coordinator – you know, they, they play not to give up big plays. I, I think they'll selectively pressure, like they could pressure in the red zone, those kinds of things, some selective plays. But he's not really been a pressure – coordinator this year and i don't think he's going to start versus brady let's go niners at the cowboys uh maybe my oh, favorite game it's of a fascinating the one what's that um, it's a fascinating one it's really an intriguing game you know i think one thing that's been overlooked with the niners obviously with garoppolo coming off his game and the niners run game has been the play of their defensive front um Let's look at their front six because they play a lot of nickel, as most teams do. Their front six over the last five, six weeks has played as well as any front six in the game. And they got Dre Greenlaw back this past week, and he looked like he was shot out of a cannon. Um, but they've played exceptionally well up front. They have a ton of depth across their D-line. We all know about Bosa and Armstead. 
Arden Key has played exceptionally well over the last month or so. Samson Ebukam has as well. Warner and Greenlaw, two really good nickel linebackers. I'm curious to see what the Cowboys' approach is because one thing we've seen from the Cowboys, since early in the season, they've not run the ball effectively and they've given up a lot on the run. So they've not really run with the volume. So if they can't run it, I think you're going to see Kellen Moore make this a throw ball game. And that's where I think the rubber is going to meet the road in this game. The Cowboys pass game versus the 49ers pass defense. What about when the Niners have the ball? Well, the Niners are a little old school in the sense that Kyle Shanahan plays a four quarter game, Ross, and you know this. He's not looking necessarily for just, hey, let's try to make two or three big plays in a game, and that's enough. He's playing a four-quarter game. There's a ton of formations, a ton of motions. He wants to see how you react to all that. He wants to see which defenders he can put in conflict, and he does that over the course of a game. Keep in mind, their second offensive possession last week against the Rams in the third quarter, they were trailing 17-10. The first 10 plays were called runs, running plays. That's what they do. They stay with the run. They do not give up on the run. The other element on that side of the ball, the Cowboys play more man coverage than any team in the NFL. So I'm fascinated to see how that plays out. You know, people will say, hey, Diggs will be on Samuel at times. But don't forget what Kyle Shanahan does is he moves people around. There's a lot of formation variation. There's a lot of motion. Samuel will not be in one place. And I'm also going to be fascinated to see the George Kittle, J. Ron Curse matchup because Curse is the predominant tight end matchup for the Cowboys in their man coverage concepts. Sunday night, Steelers Chiefs, which is, uh, I don't know, not many people. Don't know what to say. I think the, the entire burns on the Steelers D because their offense is not going to score very much. So the entire burden is on the Steelers' D. If they cannot stop the Chiefs, they cannot control the Chiefs to some degree, it's going to be very difficult. Uh, Because, you know, the bottom line is the Steelers' pass game is extremely limited. Uh, Why? Why is it limited? Why is it so limited? Uh, Is it just Ben's arm? I... They have they have a good tight end. They have a good running back. They got a, a couple good receivers. Right, but I can only tell you what the film shows. I can't tell you the reasons in their meetings. What they do with their pass game is every it's they do two things. They throw the ball quick and short, or they take vertical shots. There's no intermediate pass game with the Steelers. So I can't tell you why. I can only tell you that's what the film shows. Ben gets stuck in the pocket a lot now. Um, when, when throws are not there, and he certainly is not what he was years ago as far as being able to either shed rushers or move. So uh, it, it, the, the pass game kind of gets shut down. Najee Harris in the run game has been very up and down. Um, you know, Harris has a lot of carries, but there's there's not a lot of um, seven, eight, nine-yard runs, which they really need to sustain offense. So Unless they can hit some big plays vertically, which they do take those shots. And if you hit them, hey, then you can score. But they have not scored a lot of points. So their defense is going to have to keep this game contained. And, you know, these teams played a number of weeks ago, um, and it was kind of ugly. I mean, the Chiefs kind of marched right up and down the field. So uh, this is a tough game to look at and feel that the Steelers – I don't think the Steelers can match them offensively. So – it has to be a lower scoring game, in my view, for the Steelers to have an opportunity to win. 
Last but not least, Greg, Monday night, I'll be on the sideline for the Kurt Warner Bowl. It's the Cardinals and the Rams. And Kurt Warner will be in the booth, by the way, for Westwood One. These teams have matched up a couple times this year already. Two very different games. Your thoughts on this one? Yeah, the last time they played, Stafford had one of his best games of the season. That was week 14. He was tough. He was competitive. He got hit a lot. He kept coming back. Um, The Cards have played so much less man coverage, particularly recently, because they've just been down at corner. And I don't know what their approach will be this week because it's very difficult to match up to the Rams receivers. So I think what you'll see is a lot of disguise, a lot of late movement. Uh, Try to make Stafford think after the snap of the ball. We do see at times Stafford can get stuck in the pocket, but then he comes back back and makes great throws. Uh, He made a number of really good throws in that week 14 game. Uh, And actually they did play some man coverage in that game and they got burned. Um, Isaiah Simmons to me is, is one of the most fascinating defensive players in the league. He's deployed at all three levels of their defense and is effective at all three levels. But to me, it comes down to, can they cover in the secondary, whether they're playing man or zone, because they just, they've been down. I mean, they signed Breon Borders, I think prior to this past week's game against Seattle, and he played, you know, 20 snaps. So they're, they're bringing people in. They, you know, if I told you this past week they're outside corners and nickel where Antonio Hamilton and Breon Borders uh, against this Rams offense. Now, I don't know. I think Marco Wilson might be back and he started throughout the season, but they've just really struggled in the secondary. And that's forced their D coordinator, Vance Joseph, to have to play a ton more zone. Very interesting. Um, Greg, outstanding stuff. It always is. Really appreciate the time. Highly encourage you to check out Greg on social media so you always know all of his content, including the NFL matchup show on ESPN. Thank you. It's at Greg Cosell, by the way. Thank you, Greg. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate it. You know, I appreciate Greg Cosell, and I appreciate when my car is clean, when the inside of my car looks good. Interior repair is more than just cosmetic, though. It ranges from installing a set of floor mats, replacing mirrors, or even tackling a heating system repair. Did you know simple upgrades like seat covers prevent spills, tears, rips, and UV rays from ruining your upholstery and can even help maintain your resale value? Plus, if your car smells like a locker room, that's no good, fellas. No good at all. AutoZone has the cleaning products you need to freshen up. We all spend a lot of time inside our vehicle. I'll be driving up to Buffalo and back, then to the airport to fly to L.A. Make the most of it. Upgrade your ride. They got free next-day delivery, free same-day store pickup. Make AutoZone your one-stop car interior shop. They carry the best products from the best brands at the right price. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Ducks Takes. Morning, Ross. Uh, you touched on it with Greg, but uh, your thoughts on the Rams signing 37-year-old Eric Weddle after a longtime safety has not played in the league since 2019. Right. So I guess I feel like there's not a lot of downside for the Rams. They put him on the practice squad. He doesn't have to play in the game Monday night. They're going to get a chance to see what he can do. I mean, they're they're going to see they, they get three practices. You know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday to really see, can he run? 
Is he? It, can he help us? Uh, he's very bright. Everything I've ever heard about him is he's very, very bright. And obviously, as I said with Greg, he must have made one heck of an impression. Remember, they lost Jordan Fuller for the season. He has to have surgery on his ankle. And I think they thought bringing in Weddle for a week of practice and paying him on the practice squad, I'm sure he'll be activated, but maybe not. Maybe he looks so slow and old that they're like, nah, can't do it. So we shall see. Takes. Meanwhile, lots of uh, interviews and interview requests going out right now with teams looking for a new head coach or GM. Anything specific you want to comment on? No, not really. Then why'd you I write mean, it? Here would be my point. Here'd be my point. Okay. I'm not like, I'm not going to talk about every interview. You know, there are some that are interesting. I saw where Catherine, I think it's Rach from the Eagles. I'm not, I'm not sure to pronounce her last name. She got an interview with the Vikings, which for the GM position, which would obviously be significant if she were to be, you know, the first female to be a general manager. And I don't know since 1983, I guess. Um, but I just, I'm not going to talk about these interviews, really. I think I'll just dive into it when they actually hire somebody for a GM or a head coach. Obviously, then we'll talk about it a lot. But between now and then, it just seems like there's so many interviews. It just seems like sort of a uh, a waste of time, I guess, in my mind. You know what's not a waste of time, by the way, Bri? Your email questions. I love your email questions. Want to get to one momentarily. Just want to make sure you know that right now, you can bet $5 on any NFL team and win $280 in free bets if your team wins. Think about that. Now, this is for new customers. But you're getting 56 to 1 odds on any wild card team to win their game in honor of Super Bowl 56. This might be the best offer I've ever seen them have. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code ROSS, and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. So any team this weekend, bet them, they win, you get $280 in free bets. That's amazing. I mean, you, so, so you're telling me you can put $5 on the Chiefs to beat the Steelers and get $280 in free bets if your team wins? That's insane. That's amazing. So you're basically, if you've ever wanted to get started, you're basically starting with like 280 bucks, Unless the Steelers lose, which would be amazing. But then you only lose 5 bucks. so whatever. That's promo code ROSS this wildcard weekend. At DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner, by the way, sports betting partner of the NFL. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. Email address is ross at rostucker.com. You know, I should have said this earlier in the week. January is like our biggest email month because we're still doing five episodes a week. But there's not as many games to recap, not as many games to preview. You know, there's just, there's no more power rankings. There's a lot of time to get to your emails, which is awesome. Love it. Uh, we've had a bunch to get to. 
I think we will eventually need some from you guys. So send them to me, Ross at RossTucker.com. And certainly if you take advantage of a sponsor, you'll go to the, uh, the top of the queue, as they say. What do you got, Brian? Hello, Ross. Hello, Bri. Just got the Batman and Scooby-Doo Mysteries number one through six, volume one comics for my grandson to help him learn how to read. I got him through Vision Comics. That's comics with an X. My question about the game balls behind you in your studio, Ross, how is it that an O-lineman can get such an honor? Can you tell us a story behind your favorite game ball? That's from Tuckheads J. Well, first of all, any patron, patreon.com slash rtmedia, knows who Tuckheads J is. He is the number one most prolific, I don't, what would you say, Bri, commenter or participant in our private Tuckheads Slack channel, which is why he's Tuckheads J. I mean, it's very cool that we have threads for food, good eats, and daddy sodas, and all the podcasts, and whatever. And man, Tuckheads J is... He is on it. It's awesome. Uh, and how about him hooking up, getting a getting a, a gift for his grandson from Vision Comics, one of the, I think we're done here, patrons. That's amazing. So offensive linemen getting a game ball. I would venture to say over 75% of the time, it's the entire starting offensive line that gets the game ball. So... Because, you know, more than any other position group, you're thought of as a unit. And so if you look, right, and by the way, you only get game balls if you won the game, right? You only get game balls if you won the game. So looking back at them to see, by the way, I have two other ones that the like paint or whatever, or the sticker they use started to come off. So they're not up there behind me. You can check all these out, by the way, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, or you can see them on the uh, on any of the social media clips we post at Ross Tucker Pod. But like I said, most of the time, it is a group thing where the head coach says, no sacks, 185 yards rushing, whole offensive line gets a game ball. So that's very cool. Yeah, pretty clearly for me, my favorite one is my first one, and it's from 2002. I think I have one from two, one or two from 2003. I have four or five from 2004 when I was starting for the Bills. We won a bunch of games that year. My favorite one's my first one. Ironically, it's 2002 with the Cowboys. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day game, I've talked about it a lot, where I started against Washington, who had cut me a month earlier. Emmett Smith had a big day. And, uh, you know, it's the, probably the biggest game I played in in terms of people watching the game. It was pretty incredible. Um, and we, I think the whole offensive line got game balls. Interestingly, the week before, I was the MVP against the Jaguars. And they actually, one of the coaches said he would give 500 bucks cash to, you know, whoever the MVP was. So I didn't get a game ball for that one. I got $500 cash which was pretty cool. And then kind of stupidly, I, you know, I was new to the team. I'd only been there for a month. I gave the other four starters $100 each because I said, you know, we're all in this together. I got news for you. Those other guys, they were not really in it together, and they would not have done the same. 
So um, that's four hundred dollars I should still have back. Although you know what, I'd still rather have a game ball, you know, or something that signifies that I was the MVP of that game against the Jaguars back in November of '02. Great question, Tuckheads Jay. Great question. Um, every once in a while, an individual O lineman will get it if they've got a matchup against a really good player and they shut them down, or if they have like a dominant game like I did against Jacksonville. But a great question. Love it. Um, appreciate them. We'll get to more, uh, maybe even tomorrow, because we only have six games to pick. Shout outs to Pizza Boy Brewing. I'll be going there soon. Sportaculture. Vision Comics with an X doesn't need a shout-out. Jason just gave him a shout-out. HumanHeadNYC.com and SteakhouseSports.com. Only a few more weeks, at least of the NFL season, to check out SteakhouseSports.com. Other than that, tomorrow, it is a Picks Friday. All the other shows are ready for you guys. So, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, College Draft, all ready for you guys. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. you got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit.